podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Janks and the Hammer podcast, episode two. Um, today's March 19th. It's a Sunday, and today was a crazy, crazy day in the NFL. A lot of moves were made, and we're going to break it all down for you guys and the beginning of free agency in this episode. Yeah, and before we get into everything, just we just wanted to give a quick thanks to everyone listening to episode one, watching episode one. We just, we're looking forward to building our community every single week, gaining more followers, giving more to you guys, giving more news, breaking everything down for you guys. That's our biggest important thing for our podcast, and we're just going to break it all down today. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. If you guys watching on YouTube, see I got my mic. I got my nice blue beats. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. It'd be better for you guys. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. All right. In the first segment of today, I did my research. I put it all together. I got the top 10 spenders in free agency. Um, these are the ten top 10 teams, in my opinion, who I feel um, made a lot of moves, uh, improved their team, and or they're gonna just they're gonna look a lot different in 2023. Starting with the Denver Broncos, this team were big spenders the first day in free agency. They really went all out. Um, starting with Mike McGlinchey, they signed uh, offensive tackle for five years, 87 mil. They got one of the best pass rushers in this free agent class in Zach Allen, defensive end, three years, 47 mil, and then they got another. Offensive lineman, guard, Ben Powers, for four years, 51 mil. So, as you can see, they improved the O-line, the D-line. They got bigger, stronger up front, younger guys. They're ready to go. Um, I think this shows that Sean Payton, you know, he wants to protect Russ. He wants to run the football better. He wants to get after the passer better. And they also signed a running back. Samaji, um, Samaji Piran, great yep. running back, and he's going to be good for his scheme too. Yeah, they signed him. They also signed a fullback too. So what do all these moves tell me? I think it, <laughs> I think it says, Russ, you're not going to cook. You're going to microwave, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to ask you to do, all right? You don't have to be Superman. You know, we want to run the football, play good defense, don't cook. Just put the keep the ball the in our hands. in the microwave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. Don't, don't screw up. But yeah, a lot of moves, um, and a lot of good moves. I feel like so. Yeah. Next team we have is the Atlanta Falcons. This team signed, in my opinion, a top five safety in the game in Jesse Bates. Um, he's young, 26 years old. They signed him to a four-year, $64 million deal. They also re-signed one of their tackles, Caleb McGarry, um, to three years, 34 mil. So, you know, tackles are just one of a kind in the NFL, right? I mean, if you have a decent one, a good one, you got to keep them in the house. You know, that's what they did. They don't want to let him hit the open market. So they got him back. And then they took two Saints players from Jenks' team, if you want to expand on that. Yeah, I'm only upset about one. Uh, David Onyemata is the first one. 
D tackle, you know, he's pretty good. But here's the thing. He got caught for PEDs one year and he hasn't really been the same since. Uh, I think uh, he was benefiting from him for sure. He definitely wasn't the same last year. He didn't really have an insane presence for our defense. He was good, solid player. I'll give him that. I'm not going to take that away from him. But he wasn't as good as their second player that they got, Caden Ellis. He came from behind Pete Werner and Demario Davis, and every time he was on the field, he made his presence felt. Um, any play, pass, rush, pass, rush, he could do it, he could do it all. And I think the Falcons definitely got their starting linebacker on lock with Caden Ellis, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does, but just not against the Saints. You know, the Dirty Birds hate the Falcons. I'm not cheering him on at all, but I will I will cheer for Caden Ellis. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. And David signed for three years, 35 mil, and Caden signed for three years, 21 mil. Um, another move, too, not signing, but trading. They also traded a seventh-round pick for tight end Johnny Smith from the Patriots. I thought they already had a tight end, but uh, maybe they want to try some new packages out. Johnny Smith's a good player. I mean, for a seventh-round pick, I mean, that's just a steal. You know? It is a steal, yeah. Sure. And Jesse Bates predicted that Atlanta... Hey, Atlanta had a lot scared. of cap room. And- I'm not scared. I'll give I'll give him that. But Jesse Bates is good, but he's not going to stop Rashid Shahid or Chris Olave and Michael Thomas, to tell you that much. <laughs> so one, like you, one man you not going to solve everything. You can't, you can't say that with a straight face. I can't. I'll say it with a straight face right now. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid coming for you. All right, we'll see it two for, times this year. There was, there was a smirk for those listening on Spotify. I'm excited. What um, can I say? All right. Yeah. Next team, a team that I hate. Oh, I feel like they, uh, you know, overpaid a lot. The Chicago Bears, um, they shot, they signed Tremaine Edmonds, uh, middle linebacker, to a four-year, $72 million deal. Nate Davis, a guard, who's 26 years old, to a three-year, $30 million deal. Demarcus Walker, a uh, pass rusher, they signed three years, 21 mil. And TJ Edwards from the NFC Champs, they signed him as a linebacker. Three years, nineteen mil. Um, again, they had they're like Atlanta. They, you know, those two teams had the most cap room going into this week, so they were big spenders. I think. I mean, they improved their team. There's no question about it. They did. They suck. I mean, they got you know they got players from the Bills, Eagles, Titans, and these are good players, right? I mean, they improved the team. I feel like you know they overpaid a little bit for, especially. I mean. That's Tremaine Edmonds to me. It's just they He's overpaid. A good He's a good player. He's I think not they did overp- good, I think they did overpay, but I'll give you this. They got a playoff chance. No, they don't. They got a playoff chance. Right, that, is a playoff they team. that is they a don't. playoff team, they possibly. Don't. They don't. They don't. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but, hey, you got to overpay when you're the Chicago Bears because no one wants to play in Chicago. All right. Next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders, baby. Jimmy G. Bringing hotness to Las downgrade. Vegas, downgrade. Well, downgrade. I mean downgrade, yeah. But what else are you gonna do at QB? Um, so they signed Jimmy G, um, to a three-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. I feel like this move doesn't really stop them from taking a QB in the first round. You know, I think it just means that uh, we're gonna take a QB in the first round. But you know, let's do the Mahomes, let's do the Rogers, let's do the Jordan Love. Let's sit him for a year or two and let him learn and, you know, the scheme and let him, you know, let him learn what it's like to play in the NFL behind Jimmy G, who's a vet, who's going to win seven, eight games for the Raiders. You know, he's just decent. He's mid. He's whatever. 
benefited yeah. behind O-line and weapons around him every year. You know, yeah. great defense. He was not a huge scheme. He was a scheme guy. That's what he was. Yeah, but, he, but he'll get the job done, right? Yeah. He'll throw for 200 yards and a touchdown a game, right? And that's what that's what Josh McDaniels wants. You know, you're reuniting with him from Patriots, and we'll see yeah. how they do. We'll see how yeah. they do. And they also signed Jacoby Myers, who was the number one receiver in this class. He's 26 years old. They sent him to a three-year, $33 million deal. Um, That's a good deal, in my opinion. Jacoby Myers, he could be... Not that I would like him to be my receiver one, but he can be a receiver one, as we saw sure. in New England. Um, I mean, 11 mil a year... It's just like the Al Lazar deal, deal to the Jets, eleven mil a year. I mean, he's a good player. I think it surprises me that he went to a team like the Raiders because they have Devontae, right? So he's not gonna get all those targets. You know what I mean? Um, but again, he's a young guy. He's twenty six. He wants to go get paid. Maybe you know Vegas offered him the most money. But to me, the role. I mean, you know, like maybe if he wants to learn from Devontae, but. He could have went through a team where he could have been the number one option, you know. But he went to Vegas. Good move. Great sign for the Raiders. I love it. And, yeah. So, they got better on offense, you know. I mean, they had no other options than XUB, so they had to go Jimmy G. Um, I, yeah, but- I, I agree with that. I mean, I think even – but the loss in Darren Waller is kind of big for them as well. I think, you know, now they have Devontae. They got, like you said, now they have Jacoby Myers – um, but I, I really don't see the offense of Jimmy G doing too much, you know, like you said, 200 yards a game, you know, I, I, I just don't see them. Yeah. But they got the running game too. They do they're have gonna Josh. Be good. They'll they, be fine, but I'm not saying they're uh, going to make the playoffs. I'm, sa- I'm yeah, saying sure. like, eight, I'm saying like eight games, like they could win eight games. I think they could. Right? Yeah. They did we'll it see. last year. I mean, all right, next we got the Carolina Panthers. <sighs> Panthers. I don't know. Big, big moves. What big a, moves. NFC South yeah. all around going, yeah. going crazy right now. Yeah. Um, Panthers made some moves. Um, well, we all know the big trade they made for the number number one overall pick. We discussed that last video. On top of that, right after they got the number one pick, they got Miles Sanders to a. They signed him to a four-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. It's a good signing. Uh, Von Bell safety who I thought was the steal of free agency. I think great, he's a beast. Great signing, yeah. And they got him for three years, 22 mil. It's a steal. It's a steal. I think, I think that's safety. a steal. I think that's a steal. I think that's a great safety. And they also added Hayden Hurst, tight end, um, 29 years old, three years, 21 mil. So, hey, they got better on offense. They got a veteran safety back there. Team up him and Jeremy Chin. That's kind of scary. Not um, too scary, though. Not too scary. Not too scary for the Saints, I'll tell you that much. But yeah, they got better. And just today, they signed Adam Thielen to a three year deal. The the contract's not out yet, but three year deal for the thirty two year olds coming from Minnesota. I don't love it. Three years. On it, too long. Three years. Too, too long. long. He's you know, I'm too, he's thirty five. He's not even that good. Well, I, he used to be good. He's yeah, good. But, he's good. He's a good receiver. At, he's a good route number, runner, good hands. Look at the numbers last year. I mean, he's averaging 68% catch percentage and three, 10 touchdowns over the last three years. That's pretty solid. He had six, I want to say six last year, 
I mean, not great, but he had Justin Jefferson there. Six. Now he, we'll see if he has a quarterback. That's the big thing. This whole signing could be nothing if their quarterback's a bust. So we'll see. Yeah, but I like it. I like get, getting the veteran receiver mm-hmm. for your rookie QB. Makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, it'll help also with the younger receivers. And I think they're still trying to exactly. target DJ Chark, but we'll talk about that later as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, not a bad sign. Uh, a little longer contract than I would have liked. I was the GM, you know, if I was signing, making him sign the deal, but good sign. Um, good sign. Next up, we got the New England Patriots. Patriots signed Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju, to a three-year 25-mil deal. It's not bad. Three years, 25-mil. Then they re-signed Jonathan Jones, cornerback, to a two-year 19-mil uh, deal, which is you had to bring him back. He was such a difference. You know, He's such a difference playmaker for your defense. You had to bring him back. You had to. Um, and then they also signed the division rival tight end, Mike Kosicki, for one year, four mil. Kind of like a prove it year, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Because he's not really, a, he's not a blocker. You know, he's just kind of a mm-hmm. ca- pass catcher. It's all he was used for. And that's mm-hmm. why on Miami last year, you saw him not get as many targets, as many catches. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still good, but you can't have him on the field the whole game because teams are just going to realize, oh, it's just a pass. So we'll see yeah. Bill Belichick, what he's doing for him. Let's, I'm interested. Yeah, Mike Kosicki, I mean, hey, they got rid of, they just traded John Smith for a seventh rounder. You know, tight at New England likes their two tight end sets. Hey, let's go pair him up with Hunter Henry, right? One mil, I mean, one year, four mil. Solid. Next, we got the Detroit Lions, who made some big moves. Starting off, they had to go get their cornerback, like we talked about. They missed out on Jalen Ramsey. They didn't sign a safety. Um, who's the other cornerback? Darius Slay. Darius Slay or yeah, Darius Bradbury. Slay. Bradbury as right? well. We thought one of them was going to hit the market. Philly can't keep everyone in the house. Um, so they went ahead and they signed Steelers cornerback Cameron Sutton. He's 28 years old. They signed him to a three-year, $33 million deal, $11 million a year. Um, solid pickup. Good. I mean, yeah, I mean – when all you know, he's de- he was definitely like Plan D for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's not a, he's not a star. So, like he's not a star by any means. No, yeah. but he's a solid player, and you need you need help in the secondary. So that's a good sign. Um, next is division rival, running back David Montgomery, twenty five years old, signed a three year eighteen mil dollar deal. It's, it's a good, good sign. deal. I mean, they're losing Jamal Williams, gaining Jamal David Williams. Montgomery. Yeah. It's a good pickup. Not bad. Not bad at all. And then the biggest one, I think the biggest signing, the shocker, Steel. was C.J. Gardner-Johnson. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, safety, 25 years old. We all thought he was in line for a big payday. I thought he was going to end up back in Philly, but me and Jenks both kind of knew that if he wasn't going back to Philly, he he was going to the Lions. It makes just made too much sense. Yeah, we talked you know? about it episode one. Yeah, made too much sense. So we sent a one year, eight million dollar deal. Prove it. Like I don't even know what that is a prove it deal because he like he proved this past season he can play. I thought he was in line for a big contract like Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is on a four year deal getting paid sixteen million a year. 
I mean, I don't know. I think I think Bates is better than C.J. Garner Johnson, but I mean, this guy really 25, 25 years old, one year deal, eight mil. It's crazy. Detroit got a steal. I think it's in the attitude. You know, I think a bunch of teams are scared because there's been rumors flying around that he's not a team player. You know, even on Saints, he bashed the Saints, said he was covering everyone for the Saints team. On a team that had Marshawn Lattimore, Ty, uh, Tyron Matthew, and Marcus May. Marcus May wasn't too healthy, but I mean, or Marcus May wasn't even there when CJ was there, but he was not covering everyone for the Saints. Marcus Williams was back there behind him to help help coverage, you know. CJ's, his attitude's going to get the best of him, and that's why he has a proven deal right here. So we'll see. Next team we got is the New York Giants. I know we got a lot of Giants fans watching, so here we go. Uh, probably the biggest move there of the past week for the Giants has got to be the trade of Darren Waller. Um, they got Darren Waller for a third-round pick. That third-round pick came from trading Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. So basically you're trading Kadarius Tony, Darren Waller. Uh, love the move. Hey, they needed they need pass catchers. Um, this receiver class of free agents wasn't really the best. So hey, yeah, get a tight end. Go go get a tight end. Go get Darren Waller. Um, so that was a big move. They also signed Paris Campbell, receiver, 25 years old, to a one-year, five million dollar deal. Plus, they re-signed Darius Slayton and Sterling the, Sterling Shepard too. Oh, and Sterling Shepard, yeah, yeah. resigned him. Um, and then the bigger the bigger signing was Bobby. I don't want to kill his last name. Okereke. Uh, Okereke, maybe. Okereke. Yeah, that guy. Um, linebacker, twenty six years old. They signed him to a four year, forty million dollar deal. So, Giants. Giants made a lot of moves. They got better. They needed pass catchers. They needed weapons for Daniel Jones. They gave him a big contract. I right, let's go give him weapons and see what he could do. So definitely, definitely got him weapons. And, you know, hey, Odell's still out there, right? Where, where's he going to end up? Who knows? Back in New York? Knows, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Here's the thing, though. They're still going to finish second, tops, in their division. They're not Giants? beating the Eagles. Yeah, they're not beating no. the Eagles. No. And I think a lot no. of Cowboys or Giants fans right now are thinking, oh. Cowboys got better. Cowboys got better, too. But I think. I think a lot of Giants fans are thinking, oh, we're NFC East hopefuls with all these moves mm-hmm. and the Eagles losing all these players, but hopes are gonna get killed early next year. I hope I hope everyone realizes it, but they're not going they're not winning the division at a bunch well, of people no. that are about to listen no. to this. No. Um shout out KO. Yeah, shout um, out KO. Next, next team we got is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um this was a big period for this team. Um, to see where this team was going to end up. Um, yeah, this was a big week for them. So they signed back J- James Bradbury to a three-year, $38 million deal. Um, they signed. Then they made some little signings. They're pretty interesting to me. Marcus Mariota, one-year, $5 million deal. Rashawn Penny. I mean, they lost Milo Sanders. They brought back Boston Scott. Another sign, Rashawn Penny. So a one-year, $1 million deal. Um, so I like that pickup a lot. If he could stay healthy on the field, he could be a player for them. They also signed Greedy Williams, cornerback. I think this was because they didn't really know what was going to happen with Slay. We'll get in that, into that in a little bit. But Greedy Williams, those contract details have not come out yet. But they signed Greedy Williams, a tall, lengthy, speedy corner. It's a great sign. And they also brought back... 
of course, Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey. So got to keep those guys in the building. Yeah, um, sure. And then the big Darius Slay thing, right? I mean, release them, then sign them right back. Yeah, so, one day crazy. you think they're going to trade him, then he's released, then he's, and you sign him back to a three year, $42 million deal. So you keep your two top corners in the building, plus you add Greedy Williams. Scary. It's good secondary. I mean, they're losing CJ Garner Johnson, but but they kept their corners in house, you know, and that's important because with that, um, right? I think they have top 10, 10, 10th overall pick. I think yeah, tenth overall pick. Saints right? traded to him. So yeah. dumb, but we traded it to him. I mean, but a guy who I really like is Brian Branch, um, Branch from Alabama safeties, versatile, all like that. You know, that's a guy who they can get to go play safety for them. You know. Um, so I like the moves, keeping the corners in house. Um, the next team we got is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the big signing was Draymond Jones, defensive end, three years, 51 mil coming over from Denver. I predicted this move made too much sense. They had the money. That was the need. They got it done. They also signed Julian Love safety from the Giants to a two year, 12 mil deal. Um, they also signed Devin Bush. Those contract, those contract details haven't come out yet, but Devin Bush, speedy, physical linebacker, going to make that defense better. Um, and they also brought back Drew Locke to back up Geno Smith. So a lot of good moves made by Seattle, a playoff team, and you know they only look to improve in that area. You think and, they uh, go back? You think they go back to playoffs? Uh, I don't know. Too early. Too early. too early. I don't know. Yeah, too early. I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. I think let's they're see decent. What they, but. Let's see what they do with that draft pick. If it's Maybe a QB, sure. you know. But if they pick up, you know, offensive lineman, one of the best defensive players, something like that, you know, makes a big difference. All right, and that's going to do it for the, my top 10 spenders in free agency. Yeah, so the next, next topic we're really going to go into is just straight up free agencies, free agents that are available. Um, I picked out a few guys. I picked out four from defense, four from offense that I feel like are going to make instant impacts for whatever team they go to that I could see as really just players that turn a team around or add a dimension to a team that they didn't have prior. That's really going to turn it around for them and could turn them into a playoff team. Let's, let's go into it. So first tight end, I got first player is a tight end, Dalton Schultz. You know, he's great tight end in the past game. Uh, I'm not too familiar with his run game. I'm not sure if he's a great blocker, but I know in pass game, you can even see the last few years, great stats. This year, he had 577 yards, five touchdowns, and I think he missed a few games to injuries, but this is a down year for him, and he's still five touchdowns. He's a good red zone threat. You know, teams struggle to guard tight ends in the red zones and the seams, stuff like that. So it's a great pickup if a team's in need of a tight end, some something like that. So a team that I think he might end up on is going to be Cincinnati. Um, I could really see Cincinnati needing a tight end for Joe Burrow, you know, another, another target and with Jamar Chase, T Higgins, you know, in the seams, it's going to be hard to cover if they have all three of them over there. Um, another team I actually saw them possibly going to was Green Bay. You know, I don't know if you're going to be digging into that, but I could see it. I think it would be great for Jordan Love to have a tight end like that, but I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion too. Cause I mean, Packers, you're a Packers fan, you know, them all. You know them better. Yeah. Um, so both of those options make amazing sense. Um, 
Bengals have the money. They have the need at tight end. Let's make it happen, right? Who doesn't want to go play in with Joe Burrow? Joey B. And then offense, right? On the Green Bay side, Green Bay, they got the cap room. Um, they need the veteran receiver. You can't go into next season with Christian Watson as your number one. He's not there they yet. Need another. You know. I love him. You can't go, you know, there yet. You know, so whether that's bringing in a veteran receiver or a veteran tight end, either one of those is going to do the job. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't hate it. Um, if he came to Green Bay, that's fine by me. I have him going to Cincinnati, though. I think that's a more attractive destination for, for him sure. Sure. Um, to go play in that offense with Joey B than live in Green Bay and play with Jordan Love, but Dalton, that's up to you, bud. Yeah, we'll see, Dalton. Let's we'll yeah. see. I don't know. The second guy I got, big name, lots of attraction to him for a lot of teams across the league. He had a workout and I think almost the whole league attended. So next guy, I think you all know who's coming, OBJ. He's a receiver that ever since 2015, 2016, whatever year it was where he made the catch, everyone's been trying to emulate that and everyone's trying to be OBJ. That's what everyone's been, at least in our generation. So OBJ had a huge impact on the game. And then last year, or two years ago, he comes to the Rams, great year, goes to the Super Bowl, scores a touchdown, and then sadly he tore his ACL. I think it's the second time he tore it, so big injury for him. He missed this whole last season. And, you know, I think teams are trying to feel out, is he healthy? Is he going to miss another year? Is he going to get hurt again? You know, it's, it's a lot coming, coming with him. It's a lot of baggage. But uh, I think he's going to land in New York, whether that's the Giants or the Jets, I think he's going to end up in New York. Because the Giants, he's going to reunion, you know. Um, Jets, he's going to have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be across from Elijah Moore. And I don't think two people are going to be able to guard both of them at the same time with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers can put the ball in places where normal quarterbacks can't. So if OBJ has the hands he used to have his whole career. Okay. Might be the GOAT for you, but I don't know about that. But We'll see. As I said, I think he's going to land in New York. Uh, third guy, DJ Chark. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chill, chill, chill. Oh, you want, you want your opinions? Let's hear it. Let's what hear do it. I think about Odell? I like the Giants as a fit. Um, to go back to the guy, to the place that drafted you, um, to be that number one receiver for them. For sure. Makes a lot of sense. They have the needs still. I know they got Darren Waller. I know they got Paris Campbell. In today's NFL, you play with four receivers out there right it's a scary offense right scary offense yeah um i like the giants i don't like the jets um with the al lazard addition doesn't really make any sense anymore they got the rookie of the year in gary wilson they just signed aaron's buddy al lazard to a big deal you got elijah moore you know it's like where does odell really fit there you know what i mean odell is going to be a receiver one for the giants or he's going to be a receiver two for the Buffalo Buffalo Bills, I believe. That too. The, the Bills yeah. have the need if they can figure out the cap room. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a attractive spot for Odell too to go win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Um, to be on a you know play with a QB like that and know that hey, you're probably gonna win the division. You're gonna go deep in the playoffs. That's attractive. So I got him going to Giants or the Bills. Yeah, and honestly, I forgot about Garrett Wilson. I think I kind of switched Elijah Moore and him up. But like you said, you know, they, they got a receiver core over there, so they mm-hmm. might not need him. But yeah, New York, all all three of the teams, we'll see where yeah. he goes. Um, 
Third guy, DJ Chark. Um, I said earlier in this episode that I think he's going to land in Carolina. And I, I truly do believe that. Um, there was a news report that came out that, oh, they're trying to tar- target both of them. I think they're trying to land receivers for their new quarterback that they're trying to get in, which I think is going to be um, probably Anthony Richardson. We'll see. But Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud. But CJ Stroud. Yeah. CJ Stroud is the safe choice, but who knows? They're the Panthers. I hope they mm-hmm. pick Anthony. But, you know, I think it's the biggest key with him is health. He hasn't played a full season, I don't think, in like three, three, four years. So the thing with him, if he's not healthy, he's not he's not valuable to them. So I wouldn't mind him going to the Panthers. I don't think it would be a huge benefit for them. But I do see him landing in Carolina. That's the team I picked for him. Yeah. Um, I've seen reports saying that, you know, Carolina wants to get him and Thielen. They got Thielen. Next up is DJ Chark, a team that I think just makes too much sense to me. And maybe I'm a little biased, but, you know, go Petco. Um, oh. I think DJ Chark is going to go to the Packers. Um, they need a veteran receiver. But you look at the receivers out there, and it's like, well, Thielen's off the board. I don't think they would have even tried to get him. Um, Odell doesn't make any sense. I don't get, you know, you why would you want to come to Green Bay? Yeah, you're receiver one, but, you know. He's not going there. He you're, not, you're, not, you're not playing with 12, yeah. right? I think DJ Shark makes a lot of sense. He's young, which, you know, he's not he's not old, old, and he's not like a rookie. You know, I mean, he's still a vet. He's 26 years old, I believe. Speed, versatile. I think he would be good in a Matt LaFleur offense. Makes a lot of sense. Green Bay's got the cap room. I see them getting DJ Shark. Yeah, he has flashes too. He's a, he's got flashes, and and if he, he can solidify that for a whole year on the Packers, you know, you got something. So, mm-hmm. um, a fifth guy or fourth and final uh, offensive guy I picked, who just recently became a running back, big change down in Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, change of an era, end of an era for Dallas, and now Zeke's free. You know, who where is he going to go? I think there's a few different options he has. He's a power back. But he is regressing, you know. He's, I think he's great on the goal line, so he had a lot. Of, he has a lot of touchdowns, but yardage wise, he's not going to give you insane chunk plays anymore. He's getting a little bit bigger, you can see. Um, so he's not going to go gashing down the field for a long run every every other five seconds. You know, he's a big power guy. He's going to truck a few, a few guys. He might go down after that, but I see him landing possibly in the Chargers on the Chargers. You know, I think it's a great fit for him in a dome again. Um, and they need a running back. Austin Eckler is looking for a trade. I think he's going to be traded, which will be breaking news. We'll get that for you guys. But, you know, I think with Eckler on the way out, Zeke's a great fit for him, and I can see that happening. Yeah, that's uh, that's new. I haven't heard of that one before. Chargers. Interesting. I got Zeke going to Buffalo. I can um, see that too. I can see that. That team, that organization has been searching for a running game for years now. I think think they think they can find it with Zeke um makes sense right I mean who they have a running back you know only Dalvin Cook's brother yeah Dalvin Cook's brother James Cook James Um, Cook I think they lost Singletary right yeah he's a free agent yeah so So to me I think it makes too much sense I think Zeke's gonna be a Buffalo Bill here's so here's my reasoning the reason why I didn't see him going there is because I think they're in a draft John Robinson out of Texas. I think they're going to do it. And he could change their offense from the yeah, they, a- AFC Divisional to a Super Bowl team. So we'll They see. have to trade up to do that, though. 
I don't I don't know. He's not falling all the way to the end of the first. I think they got what, 25th, 25th pick, something like that. And I think he might fall there. I think a lot of teams are going to be like, oh, first round court pick for a running back. Might be a little risky. I can see him. It's going to fall right in between the Bills or right after the Bills. But I think if he falls to the Bills, they're taking him 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I concur. I can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That's the only reason why. Yeah, but for sure. Yeah, yeah. Zeke would be a great fit for Buffalo. Zeke I do agree makes, with you there. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so. Oh, you had something else? You got something else? No, no, no. no All right. Done. All right. So the first guy on defense um, I have is Marcus Peters. You know, he's a veteran. He's a vet. He's regressing. He is, but I think he brings a competitive nature with him. He's going to bring that to a team. He's going to bring leadership to whatever Whatever team he goes to, he's going to build up the young corners, you know? I don't think he's going to be a staple on anyone's defense by any means. But he always has impactful plays every year. One way or another, he might not be an insane, flashy guy that you hear on the news or anything like that. He's um, a ball hawk. He's not going to shut you ball. down. Yeah. He's a ball hawk, though. 100%. He has impactful plays, and then sometimes he lets a guy go by. But, you know, I think a team that could use someone exact that's a lot like him to, to use him as a replacement would be the Minnesota Vikings. Um, different take for sure, but I think they could replace Patrick Peterson with him. S- similar yeah. type, similar type, corner, ball hawk, older, more of a vet guy. But I think if they use him as a replacement for P- Patrick Peterson, I think it'd be a great fit. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he goes there. <laughs> oh, and yeah, hopefully he goes there. Be starting Christian Watson fantasy every time they play the Vikings. Um, I got him going to the Raiders. I, see that I think it's such yeah. like a Raiders pickup. I think like they need secondary, they need a corner. Marcus Peters makes sense for me. Yeah, because I think I had James Bradbury going to the Raiders. He he got signed back to the Eagles, but mm-hmm. they like you said they still need a corner. So. They're kind of. I think they're gonna get desperate a little bit, Raiders fashion. You know, Jimmy G quarterback, but they're gonna sign the next Plan E, Plan F. You know, mm-hmm. and that could be Marcus Peters. So, um, next guy is Yannick. I think Ngoc in Ngakwe. Um, yeah. He's 27 years old, good pass rusher. He's. I think he's reaching his prime. I really do. He's building up, and I think he's gonna be a fast. He's a faster end on this. He's great for pass rush. Um, I think he's going to be a solid starter wherever he goes. And for that reason, and there's a great team that's in need. As you can see, I think you know where I'm going with this. John's smiling. Everyone's smiling. I think everyone's thinking, oh, you know where he's going. He's going to the Saints. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Either Yannick or a couple other guys I could name. But we're getting a DN and free agency. We're, not, we're now, I think, eighth in salary cap. How does Mickey Loomis do it? I don't know. <laughs> he's the GOAT. What, what are you going to say? But Yannick, you're saint, bud. I don't even think you have a say at this point. I think it's happening. We'll see. Um, that's my pick. I want to hear your your intake, but he's a saint. No, he's not going to the he's saint. He's not. I have a pick, and this pick got inspired this past week when this team signed a pretty big free agent that I think a lot of people did not see coming, and that is the 49ers. The 49ers... Picked up Javon Hargrave. Um, I think we had him as our number one free agent on the board. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Niners came out of nowhere and signed him. 
that disgusting defense that, thank goodness, the Packers don't have to play next year, I think he's going to sign there. I think everyone's going to be like, what? They did it again. I think he's going to yeah, sign there. Sign another star. Yeah. I actually, bringing up the 49ers, I had another free agent that I was actually going to mention later, but I had Frank Clark going there. DN, you know, older. I had Frank Clark going there. Yannick, same same position, same impact. So I could see where you're going with that, and I agree. 100%. Frank Clark, are you going to get into him now? Sure, I might as well. I think Frank Clark, you know, he's older. He is. Yeah, yeah. He's he, reaching that point where he's going to I think I saw a stat saying he was like third, second, all-time in like postseason sacks. Big playoff impact. So for the 49ers, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Playoff team, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Makes a lot of sense. I went with a different direction on this. Big playoff player. Hmm. Who hasn't won a playoff game in a long time? The Dallas Cowboys. All right. Makes sense, right? A lot of Dallas fans smiling right now. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. They, let's go get a – hey, we, we can't win playoff games, so let's go get someone who can maybe win us a game. Um, Makes sense. I mean, and the thing is, too, like we're saying Dallas. We're saying the Niners – Right, as teams, these guys should go to. And you're like, wait, they already have a good defensive line. Because it's just one of those positions, like receiver, you can never have enough of. You can ne- you know what I mean? You can never have enough pass rushers and receivers, right? So, I know they got Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, but, yeah. I got Frank Clark going to the Cowboys. Speaking of teams with no playoff wins recently... In actually, in a long time, and arrival of the Packers, we're going to the Lions over here, and I, I think they're going to target Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, outside linebacker, great on the line. He can do a little bit in the box. You know, he can do a lot of everything. He's a great outside linebacker. He's young. He's reaching his peak. He's or he's actually thirty years old, but he's still right in his prime right now. And I could see Detroit going for him. You'd be across from Aiden Hutchinson. You know, who's stopping that duo? That's a scary duo with CJ now in the defense as well, and he signed for cheap. So there's going to have a little mm-hmm. bit of salary cap still to play with. So mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what they do. They got a solid offense. They need a solid defense now. I can see them getting it done. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like that too. I like the, the Lions. Another team I put was the Texans. I, I could and see that. I, and I know you say Texans, like, though. why? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because Houston's got money to spend. And like, I feel like... I don't know. I get Houston vibes. Bryce Young over there. They might have a good team next year. Not good, yeah. but better. Yeah, and they, they got some improvements moves. to make. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I th- I think Detroit makes a lot of sense. I got a feeling Texans got a defensive minded coach now. Hey, he wants defensive players. Why not go get one of the best pass rushers on the market when you know previous two guys we talked about already go. I think he can land in Houston. Yeah, for sure. And then after all those free agents, one move that just happened today that was another big move. Start of the morning, one of the first things I woke up, I didn't wake up to it, but the first thing I saw on my phone, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Traded to the Cowboys. Cooks. It's not D-Hop to the Cowboys. It's, I know Cowboys fans. It's not, not Odell. It's not I Odell. Thought, like, it's not a huge move, but Brandon Cooks <laughs> silently is one of the a, one of the best solid, consistent slot. receivers in the league. And slot receivers. 
Yeah, for sure. And what was it? A sixth and a fifth, I think? A sixth and a fifth or a sixth and a seventh? Something like that. It's a steal. You know, I I think Uh, they're getting a good player. They're getting a good player. And yeah, that really surprised me because I thought they were going for like a third round pick for Cooks. That's what I always heard. I remember last year when me and you were talking, you know, like Green Bay. You know, like this was a real possibility. Like Green Bay had conversations with the Texans. And I was like, let's make this happen. They won like a third or a second. So I guess they said, hey, you're free. You know what I mean? Just go. Just go. Yeah, and And I'm happy for them. It's interesting. It changed my pick every day for Odell. I would have said Odell, Giants, Buffalo, Cowboys, one of those three teams. That's where he's going. But um, besides, hey, the Cowboys, we're done waiting for you, Odell. We're going to go get Brandon Cooks to be a receiver too. And I love the move. Dallas Dallas got a lot better. Yeah, and, I, and the crazy thing with it's his fourth team, fourth team that he's been traded to. Yeah, it's crazy. So hopefully he finds yeah. his home. You know, I hope Dak, yeah. Dak gets some chemistry there with him, and they can have something there. Yeah. All right, now that we got all the free agents out of the way and all the recap news for other teams, we're gonna dive right into the Saints and Packers recap of the week, weekly recap segment. Let's get right into it. So the Saints. Big news, not league-wide news, but Saints got Michael Thomas back. That's huge. And I, I know a lot of fans are saying, oh, he's not healthy. Is he's it though? It is, is it huge. Big news? It is huge. You want to know why? Because when he's healthy, he's top five in the league. Hold on. Easy. When has he been healthy? When has he's he been healthy? He's healthy week one when he helped us come back week from one. 18, or was it 16 <laughs> point? 16 point comeback. Against Two Hill. touchdowns. On AJ Terrell, one of the top corners in the league. Oh, the Falcons! Eas- oh, they're really good. Yeah. Easily mossed him, destroyed really him. You know they couldn't guard back. him. Yes. They couldn't guard him. And I think it's going to happen this week, this year, this year. Michael Thomas isn't going to be guardable, and when teams realize it, it's going to be too late. So it's a one-year deal. You know, I hope he proves it to everyone. He said it. He said it on Twitter. He said everyone knows what's coming for him. Basically, that's what he's saying. He's a He'll trash talker. So we'll see. He'll be good the first two weeks, and then. I don't know ACL if he can stay healthy, and I hope he does. Saints are Saints are Super Bowl contenders. I hope, and I'll get into that. But <laughs> I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Our defense: we got <laughs> Colin Sanders, Saunders, sorry, three hundred pound defensive tackle. We can do backlifts with ease, you know. Athleticism. I think Dennis Allen's trying to change the mold. Um, last few years, we've had chunkier guys on the D line that can't really move too much. They're run run stoppers, but the last year they weren't even run stoppers. Mm-hmm. I think we had one of the top, last ten ranked in first contact with running back down the field. Running backs were gashing us left and right. So if we can get bigger guys that can pass rush and stop the run, I'd be happy. And the other move we made was getting Nathan Shepard, who was a defensive lineman from the Jets, who's more of a potential signing. I feel like they're signing for pure potential. He's faster. But he really hasn't done much. I think he only played a few games last year. I'm excited to see what we can do there, but it's not really that big of a deal. And then finally, one of the biggest signings of free agency, I think, Jamal Williams to the Saints. Steel. Huge. Huge. Steel. Three years, 12 mil. Who would have thought? You know, I think Jamal Williams teams up with Taysom Hill, his ex-college teammate. Who's stopping? BYU. Yeah, BYU. Big BYU BYU team right there. They were both in Green Bay before, but yeah. Yeah, Green Bay, now Saints. Big link there. But, you know, I think on the goal line, you put Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, maybe a fullback in front of the, in front of them. Who's stopping that? 
Kenny Jamal Clark. Williams, 17 touchdowns. 17 touchdowns last year. That's crazy. I know everyone's going to pull out, oh, it was one yard away from the one yard every single time, but no one it stopped was. it. No one stopped yeah. it. So who's going to stop it now? I'm interested. I think the Saints, it's going to be fixed. A big problem we had last year in the red zone. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Super Bowl contenders. I'll talk about that later. No. All right. Now to talk about the Green Bay Packers. All right. Well, this has been a really exciting for agency for us Packer fans, as usual. Um, the Packers absolutely signed no one. Nah, they brought back two guys. Two very important guys, in my opinion. Um, first one, and I think every Packer fan knows this, the number one free agent you had to bring this guy back is Keisha Nixon. Keisha Nixon changed the season last year. He changed the team. Was he a return man? Can you? He's changing the team as a return, return man? man. All pro. Yeah. He started returning kicks in week 10 and became an all pro leading the league in yardage. I mean, he's an absolute stud. He's an all pro. The Packers have struggled on special teams for many, many, many years. So once you get an all pro on that side of the football, you can't let that guy go. They signed him back for a one-year, $4 million deal. Love it. You had to keep him. You're number one for agent. Huge. Another one, another big sign. Honestly, on my list, the second guy we had to resign was Rudy Ford. I know everyone's like, Rudy Ford, who's that? This guy's a a stud. (laughs) This guy's a stud, and he would start in the Saints. Rudy Ford, Rudy Ford was a special teams guy, came in at safety, played a little. His debut came against Dallas week 10 when he picked off Dak twice in the first half. This dude's speed, good tackler, made a nice open field tackler, I remember, on Jalen Hurts. But this dude's a baller, all right? He stepped up when Darnell Savage, the idiot, crackhead, like, just decided not to play football anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And he stepped in, and he crushed it. He's awesome. We signed him back for a one-year, $2.5 million deal. And, uh, yeah, he was a must. He was a must, especially because you have Adrian Amos now, who's a free agent. You don't know what he's doing. I don't think Green Bay's bringing him back. Savage, like I said, decided not to play football. Uh, I was hoping for a guy like Von Bell. But to bring back Rudy, if that's your starting free agent, um, free safety, Week one for Green Bay. I'm happy with it. It's fine. I can win with this guy. I know that. Um, so Rudy's a baller, and he does a lot for us on special teams. <clears throat> now you might ask, um, so why haven't the Packers done anything else? And I'll tell you why. It's because of this guy. <laughs> it's because of this guy and Rodgers. Um, he's kind of holding everything up with this situation, um, with that money, with that contract. And uh, what can you do if you're the Packers, right? I mean, you're kind of held hostage, right? What can you do if you don't know what kind of money you're playing with, right? And this whole Aaron Rodgers situation, it's a mess. And you can see the first episode to know what I'm talking about. But this was a big week. On Wednesday, I don't even want to talk about this. (laughs) On Wednesday, John's tearing up, guys. He's tearing up. 
I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, <laughs> on Wednesday, he appeared on the Pat McAfee show to kind of, he didn't say, I don't, I'm not here to give a decision. I'm just here to clarify what's been going on. So he appeared on the Pat McAfee show, basically said, basically told us the entire story of this offseason, what's been happening. So he said, walking, walking off that field, week 18, after losing to the Detroit Lions, a win and get into the playoff type of game. After losing that to the stinking Detroit Lions, he made sure to walk out with his buddy Randall Cobb because he thought, hey, that's my last game. That's my last game in the NFL. That's my last game as a Packer. And I'm out. When that clock hit zero, he was like, you know what? This is probably going to be it. So, of course, end of the season meeting happened. You know, the next couple of days, he goes in like Green Bay. You know, just to, you know, and he was very interested to see what they had to say because we all know they drafted Jordan Love, his replacement. But you can't replace him after back-to-back MVPs. Oh, wait, he didn't win MVP this year. Didn't make the playoffs. How was this conversation going to go? So he said he, you know, had the meeting, and they were kind of like, hey, if you want to come back, you can come back. If you don't, we can work something out, you know. But if you're back, you know, if you want to play, come back. You're QB. You're the franchise. Come on. So, you know, Rogers took his time like he always does. He loves it two, three months. Just like us Pack fans love it. We love it. We three love year, it a lot. Three years in a row now he's done this, right? Yep. Terrible. Take it easy over there, Jameis Winston. <laughs> um, what, you mean, so he, you mean the W's? Yeah, you mean the W's he's going to be eating on the sideline? Making all the money over there? All right. On the bench. <laughs> he's a backup. I, I, for you viewers, I can't list the – I mean – the amount of times Grayson Jenkins said Jameis Winston was the future of the New Orleans Saints this, this last year was unbelievable. Um, Unbelieved. All right, forget Jameis. Forget the Saints. We'll get back on Aaron. So, of course, Aaron took his time. He went into the darkness, and he said he went into the darkness 90% retired. He knew. He was like, you know what I mean? Like I said, he thought that was his last game. He's going in. He's like... You know, I'm going to retire. But, of course, as every football has, football player has, you have that little bit like, I want it. You got that hunger. I want to get back. Um, he goes into the darkness. He said he was in there for four days. He said he spent a day um, acting like he was retired, seeing how that felt. And then he had spent a day feeling he was going to play and see how that felt. So he, when he came out of the darkness, you know, he goes up to his cell phone and he kind of, hears and finds out from players around the league that Green has kind of been shopping his name around. So, whoa, what's this, right? So, you know, he talks to Green Bay, and Green Bay's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think we're going to move on. Kind of sick of this. You know, we like what we have in Jordan Love. When you're in the darkness, Jordan Love's working out. He's getting better. Um, So then Aaron's like, oh, okay. And then he starts thinking about you know, and then he starts playing with the idea of playing again. And now it's like, okay, we're going to give you permission to talk to the Jets. And now it's like, all right, I want to go play for the Jets. So with that whole story, I get confused when it's like, okay, so you went in wanting to retire. Now the Packers are, you know, or want to move on. So just retire. Yeah, if you're going to retire, right? what's the big deal? Just, you know? just retire. Yeah. But like, 
But like, if that's the case, if you knew you were gonna, you thought you were gonna retire, you're ninety percent sure, and right, and the Packers want to move on, the place you love, the place this is so special to me, meaningful. How many players get to finish their career and everything? You're the best Packer of all time. Just retire, right? And now all of a sudden, it's like, you know, so basically what happened is, okay, so they don't want me back, chip on my shoulder. Now I want to go play for someone else. Like, is that what happened? Yeah. It's weird. You know what I mean? The dots don't connect. So what happened right there? Right in between, you know, the phone, you know what I mean? Like, if you were going to retire and they don't want you back, just retire. But now it's like, I'm going to go play for the Jets and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers says he intends to play for the New York Jets. Uh, The trade has not happened yet because Packers and Jets are going back with trade um, assets. What should the trade look like? And to be honest, as a Packer fan, you know, I mean, that's Aaron. That's the best Packer in franchise history. Um, That's a top five quarterback of all time. Um, I get he's 39 years old. I get it's a big contract, but... At least a first round pick. Have like to you got to give round. us one first round pick. You yeah. have to. And I don't even care if it was this year's first round, thirteenth overall for Aaron. Done deal. I'll take it. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna leave. You can have Aaron. If they give us a first rounder for next year, I would say okay. What about like a what about like a fourth or like a third for like this year? That's what I would say. Just because I feel like get another pick this year to help your team, help Jordan Love get better, right? But, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. It's depressing. It sucks. And then I just want to say, diehard Aaron Rodgers fan, Packer fan, grew up, loved watching you play. So many memories. Sucks to let you go. Um, It's tough. It's tough. Grew up with him. You know, a lot of good memories. And uh, I wish him nothing the but- but the best for in New York, right? I mean, I don't mind him succeeding. But if it comes down to the Packers and the Jets in the Super Bowl, going with the Packers. But good luck, Aaron. I love you. You're the man. And that's going to do it for this episode of Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Jenks, any closing thoughts? Uh, no closing thoughts. You know, I think you said it best. I couldn't even imagine Drew Brees if he last year – his last season, he just decides, you know, I'm, I'm going to go play for another team. After all mm-hmm. he did for the Saints, I would have no clue what to do. So for you, as a Packers fan, I can't even imagine. I know it's hard. And I think I'm happy he's not pulling a Brett Favre and going to the Vikings, you know. So Hold on. Brett he could for the Jets <laughs> and then Vikings. So he could, but, like, you know Never what I mean? Know. I think he's going at least to other conference. So it's, it's not the end of the world, at least. But, you know, I – it does suck. So I feel for you there. And and he's, you know, New York. I'm a Jersey guy, if you don't know. MetLife's 20 minutes away from my house. You get so to go see him. You get to go see That's awesome. Maybe run into him at the ball or something. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you leave? Um, but, yeah, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys for watching or listening on Spotify, YouTube, whatever. Uh, John, you can finish it up for you. Yeah, man. Uh, so just make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Jenks Hammer Pod. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or or on YouTube at Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Um, if you watch on YouTube, please make sure to like, subscribe, 
and comment if, hey, you disagree with us, you agree with us, your thoughts on these um, segments we cover. And yeah, thanks for watching and uh, have a good week. Crush it. And uh, we'll see you back uh, next week, Monday morning. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.